This episode of the Golf Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. All right, DJs, welcome back. It's the Charles Schwab Challenge Best Bet Show. It's your boy, Boston Capper, with God of Golf himself, Steve Shermer. Steve, super late for us. 10.30, Eastern Standard Time, on a Tuesday. How you feeling? Oh, I mean, like, I feel like I'm walking through a zombie wasteland because uh, <laughs> I, I, the, these odds this week, it, it seemed like it was, it was extra tough for me to come up with a card. It, some, sometimes this happens around this time of year where, mm. listen, I, I, I'm coming off the PGA. Maybe that's a factor with it, but it's also summer yeah. and everything, too. But it just, it seemed like, I don't know if you got this vibe, too, but, I didn't find much as far as what I like this week. And it's no. not even necessarily players like I don't really like. It's just these odds kind of just stunk. Yeah, and so I did a show. I did BK's show earlier, and I kind of talked about that. He was like, four to one doesn't seem fair. And I was like, I don't know if I'm just like the you know abused wife who, who just, just keeps taking it and taking it and taking it uh, and thinks that they'll love me back eventually. But these odds have sucked live has gone on so i talked about like with the brooks thing like not liking the number and like talking you off of it and i think i just have to let it go like it is what it is at this point and that's it it is what it is yeah and mush mush says let's go celtics fuck the celtics get eliminated and get off my fucking tv there you go yeah kind of much i thought you were gonna come over to uh pj this week but yeah you didn't even didn't even text didn't anything he said he might not be able to make it and then he ghosted for fucking two days oh great perfect uh <laughs> So I, 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 that's actually that remind me because I want to talk to you about the four to one on Scotty or plus four or whatever it was. So wasn't John Rahm like four to one at the Mexico Open? Mexico, yeah. So and this field is a lot tougher than that. So yeah. is, is it just automatic that when we get one of either Scheffler or Rahm in one of these yep. garbage fields, we're just going to put him four to one? I believe so. That sucks. It does like it's a new, that, that's it's a new reality, that's, man? That's not real odds then at this point that's just the book maybe saying all right bet this we dare you yeah no that's it that's, that's 100 they're fucking criminals i know well i mean even beside that you know positionals that was a little rough i had to do something i didn't really want to do this week i try not to bet these types of things but i don't know we'll uh we'll see so i i guess let me ask you another uh question too so i mean obviously i had my previous show where i go over what i really like uh so what are you looking for this week? Because it seems like other than off the tee, everything's kind of easy at this place, but it is typically usually a tough tournament. Yeah. And we might have the possibility when, you know, uh, you know, we talk about with Carson Young, you know, it might not play quite as uh, tough, tough as yeah. it uh, is in other years. So I guess what are you looking for this week? So I'm not going with the, the all the old guys have a chance. I'm sticking with the last two years that, you know, longer guys off the tee. Um, have a distinct advantage here. Uh, and I want you to be somewhat decent around the green just because these greens are pretty small. And I want you, I want you to have some sort of course history here just because it, it is pretty sticky. Um, and I think John, our buddy John, uh, has a bower, the PGA tout. I, I think it was his article that I read. If not, sorry for crediting you and not crediting somebody else. <laughs> then basically, other than Justin Rose, like no debutante wins here. Uh, so yeah, I mean those are the things that I'm looking at. Uh, Texas guys like Kokrak came through for me. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean just that type of shit. Like my car is kind of a fucking mess. Like I just took a bunch of bombs 
and oh two, no and then two legitimates that's it two legitimate okay that's in a bunch of bombs just because maybe it is the hangover for me too like dude my back is still fucked i don't know if it was from a flight or what but I, like i cannot fix my back like my back is fucked like i don't know like i get shooting pain through my back like the last like two days like i, I, I don't know what i gotta do i gotta I, fix it yeah. i praise you for discipline for not using the sopranos joke uh, like, <laughs> Thanks, that, that's the second straight night by the way i was i was waiting for it and it never came yeah it never lands no it so. doesn't it's it's time to let it go buddy it's a great joke you guys just have no taste that's all <laughs> it's also almost <laughs> like what 25 years ago <laughs> oh dude what what i just see yesterday um something came out fucking 30 years ago and i was like i'm sorry fucking what yeah. uh i can't remember i can't remember what movie it was but i was like holy shit was that 1993 yeah, we are getting fucking old. We are now. getting very old. <laughs> Mush had to be from hitting off that dirt mound. Yeah, it could have been that. <laughs> it <laughs> it was. That. So, all right. Well, uh, why don't we take our first ad break and then uh, why don't we get right into who we bet outright? All right, let's do it. All right. So, listen, have you guys signed up for Edge Boost yet? If not, you're missing out. Edge Boost is the world's first bet now, pay later Visa card. Similar to buy now and pay later programs that some of you know about, not Alita Steve, uh, but Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest in payback the advance over four equal weekly installments. That's right, 0% interest. Simply deposit funds into your account at Edge Boost and they will match your deposit. So, you can use two times the funds on any legal sports betting site. Edge is currently offering up to 2,500 in advances, up to 2,500 you can add to your bankroll. My Edge Boost, <laughs> I do that every time, Rod Burgundy. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up today. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. Must be 21 or older to use only in legal gambling states. Have a gambling problem called 1-800-GAMBLER. So this is, this is a part in there where I'm supposed to say what my Edge Boost double down play of the day is. But I don't live in a legal state, so I don't have that. So that's why the that's why I referenced the Rod Berry today because I just read. Yeah, you read anything, and I mean anything. anything. So, anything. all right. And uh, by the way, so anybody listening to the podcast right now, unfortunately, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, you're not going to get this uh, right here. But we got some bonus content for you, uh, Cameron, my producer, and I. We uh, got on the mics. We talked to uh, Carson Young, uh, medalist at uh, the U.S. Open. Uh, qualifier yesterday just blitzed the field too. We talked about Blitz. that. We talked about some other stuff too. Some things instead off the golf course. Thoughts in Colonia. It's a really good interview. So uh, we're gonna splice this in right now, and here it is. All right, we now welcome on a very special guest. He is coming off a T14 at the Byron Nelson, a first place finish at the North Texas U.S. Open qualifier with a career low round and a Northwood Country Club course record of 62 it is pga tour golfer the real c young carson young carson first off thank you so much for coming on really means a lot of course thanks for having me so my my first question is did your wife show you the the tweet with the selfie on it she did she showed me after the round so that was legendary the fact that you uh you took that photo and called called an eight under is very impressive yeah, I was so that's actually the second time I've done that. Um I I think it was Willie Z, Will Will's out Taurus after like the Friday of and he like made the cut. Uh I called a minus seven and he ended up going on to win the St. Jude that that weekend. So 
How about that? Maybe, that, maybe you're just a good luck charm. I need you around. Uh, yes. I'll be shooting seven or eight under every day, you know? Yes. So, um, so for the listeners that don't know, I, Carson was nice enough to take a selfie with me before the Saturday of Byron Nelson. And then uh, I tweeted it out and said, you know, eight under incoming, right? And he went out and shot an uh, 63 eight under at, uh, at TPC Craig Ranch. Um, so how much of the 160K that you won do you think I should get? <laughs> yeah, honestly, you might deserve a little bit. If, if this is, you know, if you do it again, I'll definitely, I'll definitely give you some. But it has to happen again. You know? Well, so <laughs> yeah, so I, I tweeted again uh, yesterday evening, and I was like, "Look, like no big deal." But I actually like texted Carson this morning, and then he went out and shot a 63 and a 62 <laughs> on the same day. So this is true. Whenever I'm in contact, you're, uh, yeah. So, so has it really like sunk in that you're going to be playing at the U S open in three weeks? I don't know. I mean, today, today I feel like it did, you know, gotten to, gotten to thinking about it a little bit and, uh, man, I'm excited for first major and for it to be U S open. Um, you know, it couldn't be better. I'm, I'm super stoked and I know my wife and whole family and everybody's excited for me. So it should be a, it should be a fun trip to LA with, with everybody being there. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just excited. Yeah, that is, that is going to be awesome. We're all, we're all super excited to watch you too. Um, you got a lot of fans in the like golf Twitter community and in this whole space. So, um, you had a streak on yesterday of eight birdies. Did you, I mean, were you just unconscious? Were you even aware that you were on an eight birdie streak? Uh, I was aware. I mean, I, was, I guess I, my golf game was slightly unconscious, but uh, yeah, after about six, it kind of hit me like, man, I'm on, I'm on a six streak here. I think my most I've ever made is seven. So to make eight was impressive. And then it's funny because I honestly blew it on for my ninth birdie in a row. It was a, a par five. I had a perfect three went into the green and I put it greenside bunker and I was like, get this up and down for nine in a row. And I, uh, I couldn't, wasn't able to do it, but, but man, that was, uh, yeah, that was, that's what got me going for sure. <laughs> nice. Yeah. It would, I, we couldn't track like the shots, but we were literally, I was literally refreshing, like just every, every time I, every time I could, while I was at work, just waiting for your, you know, the next hole to pop up. Um, so, I kind of want to talk about um, like your your whole your your first season on the PGA Tour as a whole. So, you know, this year, um, the at the start of the season, you had a streak. You know, you you made a couple cuts, but you had eight missed cuts over the first four month months. What do you think really clicked for you at the Honda that sort of propelled you over the last couple months to six T thirty finishes four? T20 finishes in just three months. Yeah. Um, at the Honda, I feel like right before the Honda, I started hitting it well again. Kind of, kind of, that's been my forte. Just my whole career is kind of as a ball striker. Um, not very long off the tee, but generally pretty straight and pretty good iron game. And so I kind of had that going a week or two before Honda. And then Honda came around and um, threw a new putter in the bag. And had, had some putting lessons and uh, really the putters what what got me going. I spent my my downfall in the past, you know, kind of streaky with the putter, 
And it's just been feeling a lot more consistent as of late, and uh, feel like I'm finally hitting my lines and uh, and seeing seeing the greens and break a lot better. Um, so yeah, for me, it, it usually comes down to the short game and putting. And uh, Honda, I really really found something there with the putter, and uh, it's been good pretty much ever since. And uh, yeah, so it's been a lot of fun. Making putts yeah. is fun. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. I've had days where like, I mean, I, I don't play golf all that often, but. I have had days where I feel like I just can't miss, like I'm just zoned in and it feel I feel like that's, you know, kind of how it's been for you for the past couple months. I mean, uh, yeah. it I can mean, be so I, frustrating just striping your ball and then, you know, missing a six footer for birdie and just doing that on repeat that can definitely wear on you. So it, it's good to, to finally make a few of those. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I feel like at the Byron you had, uh, on Saturday at least, not you weren't even needing to make any long putts your your ball striking was just incredible that day and i feel like i was watching you make more forefooters than anything yeah <laughs> yeah when you hit it that well it makes putting a whole lot easier not having to ground over you know eight ten footer so yeah, yeah i remember well. i remember walking up on were you there kind for the whole of, round yeah I, so i i wasn't able to follow you the whole round because i was with my wife and she wanted to uh, she wanted to go watch, uh, Scotty and Ryan Palmer because I was actually a, a student athlete. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually a student athlete at, uh, Texas A&M. I was on the swim team actually the same okay. time you were at Clemson. That's right. Um, I saw your, I saw your Texas A&M jersey out there. Yeah. Yeah. So w- when I walked up on the nine green, uh, your uncle was like an Aggie rooting for like a tiger. And I was like, I was like, yeah, I'm just a fan. And he's like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. But, um, but yeah, so I, I definitely followed the whole front nine and then I joined back in on, on whole nine. And, um, but I, like, I remember walking up on 13 and I, I, you know, I kind of walked up 14 and then you were just in front of the, like four feet from the hole. And I was like, Oh, I missed a great shot. (laughs) Yeah. Um, what was, did you have a favorite shot that day? Like my, my favorite was, Honestly, like that, the approach on, on nine and then your chip, I think it was your chip on 14 was just like the most incredible touch I've ever seen. Oh, sorry. No, you're good. You're good. Um, sorry. Can you say that again? You saw my chip on 14 and yeah. So your chip on 14 was just I mean, that was one of my favorite shots of the round. Uh, it was it like you were kind of off the green in the front. Uh, you had to go over a bunker, and it kind of had you know, it kind of had a slight slope to it, but it you put it yeah. to like two feet, and it was just awesome. Yeah, that was a that was a definitely a great shot. Definitely my my short game, my chipping steps. Some friends back home would give me a hard time about my chipping. Uh, yeah, they've been laughing about that. They're like, oh, see, see, you finally figured that out the past couple of weeks. I was like, yeah, it's it's been a little bit better, but uh, yeah, that was that was definitely a, a good chip. That I guess I'm glad you realized it was a good shot because it definitely wasn't easy. I guess from yeah. so far it might have looked easier, but uh, no, yeah, I was, could I could definitely tell. Um, and then, so not going to lie, I was, I was definitely aware you were at minus seven going into nine. And, uh, when I saw you walk over to the right rough, I was like, oh no, like, <laughs> he's going he's gonna to have to lay up on nine. Like yeah, this is going to be tough. And, and so you laid up and I was like, all right, like 
we got close and then you it was like you stuck it to like three feet from i mean how do you remember how far you were uh from the from my approach shot i think i was one like 55 or one 155 yeah, yeah yeah it was the it was an incredible shot just like right over the pin spun back the perfect amount four feet for birdie and and you sunk it and you know we were all cheering super loud <laughs> for you it was awesome yeah that was great but it was funny because the tees were back that day on nine and even if i'd hit it in the fairway it would have been kind of a long approach you know 260 70 to the pin and i hadn't been hitting my three wood grade that tournament so i hit it in the rough off the tee and i told my caddy i was like i bet you're happy that i hit it in the rough it makes your job easier about whether to lay up or or not and so it worked out to lay up and that's that's a number that i've been i've been dialed with lately from 150 and uh yeah it worked out great that's awesome. Here, I'm going to, I'm going to add, uh, Steve Shermer. He is my co-host of the golf gambling podcast. Um, what's up Steve? Hey Carson, how you doing? Nice to meet you. I'm good. Good to meet you. Yeah. Very thanks to, uh, thank you for having us or, uh, coming on the show tonight. It's, it's, it's great to have a uh, PG tour pro, uh, on our show. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, of yeah, course. well, pick your bane. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, uh, so we just finished talking about the Byron Nelson. So, okay. um, you know, we kind of talked about that, you know, US, the U.S. Open a little bit as well. Um, so, Carson, what has been the biggest difference uh, between the Corn Ferry Tour and the PGA Tour? Because I know you played on uh, the Corn Ferry Tour for a couple of years, right? Uh, yeah, just one year, actually. Just last year. Oh, okay. One, one and done for me. Um, the biggest difference though, like with my golf game or just like with the tours or just, yeah. Like, is there any, is there a difference in like, can you tell a difference in the play, like, um, uh, the vibe, like of the guys yeah. you're playing with stuff like that? Yeah. I mean the player, I mean, corn Ferry. I feel like the guys are honestly just as good as, as the guys out here on, on the PGA tour. Um, it's just a matter of having a few good weeks out there and it feels like almost any of the guys out there can make it. Um, the vibe, the, the vibe out there is honestly probably a little bit more uptight just because everybody's stressed about either keeping their card or trying to, you know, get inside that top 25 at the end of the year, especially coming down, you know, the second half of the year. Um, Are there I, any I, guys? Sorry. No, you're good. I was just going to say, I, I mean, out here on the PGA Tour, it seems a little more laid back. You know, everybody's, you know, playing, playing for bigger purses and uh, yeah. It just seems a little bit, I don't know. It's definitely a lot more fun out here, I would say, than, than, uh, than on the Corn Ferry. <laughs> is there yeah. anyone you've played with yet that you kind of vibe, like you, uh, you have really enjoyed playing with that you, you, you might not have expected? Um, I enjoy playing with Minwoo Lee at RBC. He's a super chill guy. He's pretty funny. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. Um, let's see who else. Um, Man, a man on Corn Ferry. I feel like I played with Boo Weekly a couple of times, and that that guy's a trip. Yeah, he, uh, he's <laughs> he hits a lot of fairways. He strikes his golf ball, that's for sure. Um, and it's funny. He he gave me a. I played with him. Where was it? And uh, I think it was in Maine. I played played with Boo the first first two rounds, and he comes up to me on the range in the third round. It was like, man. I just hit my first OB ball yesterday. Like, it's like, what are you talking about? He's like, I've, I've never hit a ball OB in, in, in professional golf since I've been on the PJ tour. I was like, no, no you're not. You're lying. 
he was like, no, I'm, I ain't lying. Cause he, he like, you know, talk, talks crap like that a lot. And I mean, I believe it, honestly, if that's, if that actually is a true fact, then that's, uh, that's, that might be the most impressive fact that, that nobody knows about. Cause that is awesome man, to not ever hit an OB ball in, in competition. Yeah. Is, is, yeah. He was so upset about it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I bet I could go through the shot link data and probably, uh, debunk that very quickly. You probably could. Time. Yeah. You probably could. Be. So, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, so, so you transitioned from the corn Ferry tour up to the PGA tour and it seems like things started clicking for you, you know, probably around the Honda classic, you know, you got a T29 finish there. So I guess what, you know, anything happened around that time that, maybe start figuring things out, like maybe just a little swing adjustment. I guess maybe talk about like kind of how, um, you know, any change you might've made before, you know, you kind of went on a little nice run over the last two months here. Yeah. I, I was just telling Cameron before you got on now, you're, you're a little late to the show. I'm just oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I, I feel like my putter has been, has gotten a lot, a lot better in the short game over the past couple of months. Um, I feel like I've been striping my ball pretty well or pretty consistently uh, over the past few months. And so it's just been a, a matter of whenever that putter is going to get hot. And uh, that's really been the, the difference maker for me. Um, so it's, it's definitely a lot of fun making putts and uh, it's crazy. The, the low numbers you can shoot when, when putts are going in, even if you aren't, you know, hitting it just like you want to. So that's been the biggest key for me. So you're, you're playing with Austin Ekro and, uh, Paul Lacey, I believe, uh, on Thursday and Friday. Do you know Austin? I, I know he was in the qualifier uh, yesterday. Yeah, I know Austin. We've played a good, you know, a few times over Corn Ferry and some practice rounds together out here this year. He's a he's a really good dude. I like I like playing with Austin. He's got a chill vibe to him, and I saw he qualified yesterday as well, which is awesome. Yeah. So we can ch chat about that a little bit tomorrow. And uh, yeah, I like Austin a lot. And also Paul Haley, I've, I've played with him a few times this year uh play with them at, in puerto rico third round and another time this year and he's another great dude and we're gonna have a have a good time out there and the the 62 yesterday that that was your that was your personal best right i know it was a course record there uh yeah in competition i guess that probably is my low yes so you've um, gone lower not like just you know playing on your own yeah, I've shot a 59 before. Oh, awesome. 59, yeah, um, that was a course record, but they recently changed changed the, the greens and, and some bunkers out there, so I guess it's not really considered a course record anymore. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was cool to shoot a 62 and a course record in competition for once and, uh, and break Scotty Shuffer's course record out there. So that's Oh, I didn't realize Scotty held that. <laughs> there you go. That's, right. no that's what way. they told me. That <laughs> That is yeah. so cool. Yeah. So you went, you had like an eight birdie streak uh, during that. Did you know how hot you were basically, you know, to finish out your, uh, I think that front nine there, or were, did you, yeah. were, were you just kind of surprised when you looked at the score? Like, wow. Like I, I just went high, you know, super. <laughs> yeah. We, we already got yeah. there. All right. Okay. I'll <laughs> Sorry. Just, I'll just, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> No, I, I didn't know though. I, I, after I met, after about six birdies, I was like, "All right, we're we're heating up." So, especially after the the first the first three holes, I think I was one over. And I was like, "Well, th this ain't it. We got to get going here." <laughs> so, so Steve Steve is our um, our local or our uh, personal golf course expert. Is there any questions that okay. you want to ask him about Colonial Country Club, Steve? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess you know, uh, you know, you're playing there. I don't, I don't know if you played there before, but uh, I guess you know when you come into a tournament, um, 
you know, do you just use the practice round just as your prep or is there anything else you do as far as like, you know, maybe ask around as far as, you know, how it plays or you do any reconnaissance? I guess, you know, maybe walk us through how you prep for a tournament if you've, you know, never played that course before. Yeah, um, I usually just go out and, and play a practice round, uh, usually nine on Monday, nine, nine on Tuesday, unless I'm in the pro-am on Wednesday, then I'll, I'll save a nine for that. Um, uh, but today I just played nine holes just because I was beat after 36 yesterday. Uh, I'm first alternate for the pro tomorrow, so we'll, we'll see if I get to see the other nine or not. But fortunately, um, we had a tournament here in college about seven or eight years ago. Uh, so, I, so at least I've seen this course, which is nice, unlike most of the courses out here on the PGA Tour, mm -hmm. usually a first time. Um, but yeah, as the week goes on, you, you kind of expect every course to kind of get firmer and faster. Um, today out here, it was you know, the greens were pretty soft and slow and, uh, the fairways didn't have too much speed to them. So you kind of prep in, in a way that it's going to get a lot firmer and faster and, and you kind of scout out the greens mainly and, uh, you know, kind of figure out where you want to miss it and, and, uh, you know, good spots, good spots to hit it around the green and, uh, just mainly hit a bunch of chip shots and putts to, to pass hole locations. Um, but yeah, I like this course a lot. It feels, seems like it's, uh, somewhat of a ball strikers golf course. I mean, you gotta, you gotta hit it straight off the tee. If you, it seems like there's a lot of bunkers that are 295 carry. So since I don't quite have that carry for the most part, unless it's downwind, um, I'll just be threading a bunch of three woods out there or maybe some bunt drivers. Um, uh, so yeah, I mean, I love the course and I feel like it kind of sets up well. It feels similar, uh, tightness wise to, uh, the RBC Heritage down at Hilton Head, so it seems like it's kind of right in my alley. Okay, what what do you what would you say would be the most difficult aspect of a Colonial, in your opinion? Um, I would say around the greens, they're they're pretty small greens. You can definitely short side yourself if you if you don't hit it in the right spot. Um, the rough wasn't too bad out there. It didn't seem to be much grain in the Bermuda as well. It seems like a lot of Bermudas kind of died off, or I'm not sure if they've overseeded it with something. Um, so the chipping around the greens didn't seem as tough as what I've heard in the past, at least. Um, so, yeah. So Steve uh, d deep dives into every golf course for every event uh, and all the way down to like, you know, what type of grass is in the fairway, what type of grass is in the rough, what type of grass is on the greens. Do you, do you kind of do any of that research or do you, like consciously go in knowing, Hey, I'm really good on this type of grass. Like I, I should play here. Or is that just kind of something we look at that doesn't really matter? Yeah. I don't really look into that too much, honestly. Um, I mean, growing up in the South, I'm, I'm used to Bermuda. Um, I know that gives a lot of guys some trouble, especially around the greens and, you know, learning how to hit those into the green chip shots. So, um, I'm comfortable in Bermuda just cause that's what I grew up on. But you know, obviously, I, I know when I go up north, I'm getting that that longer fescue overseed ryegrass, um, and it's a you know it's a different form chipping, but I feel like it's it's a simple form, just kind of a bigger swing, kind of dump it out on the green, chip shots. Um, you don't have to think about the lie as much like like you do with Bermuda and which way the grain's going and all that. So I don't think about that too much about where I'm going to play. Um, if anything, I'll see how long the course is, I guess, and I mean, being a rookie out here, I'm just playing whatever I can get in, honestly. Yeah. And it, does, it doesn't matter if it fits my game or not. I'm going to go out there and do my yeah, best. Yeah, yeah, so. of course. Of <laughs> right. course. 
There you uh, go. Well, I mean, you mentioned that Colonial seems like it's playing a little softer. I know they had some rain recently. Uh, I mean, we've seen some terms. I know last year, I think the winning score was nine under. Uh, do you think this course might be a little more gettable this year uh, where like, you know, maybe you can have a, a big, you know, hot birdie streak like you had uh, yesterday there and maybe run up to like 16, <laughs> 17 under. I, I, I guess where, where do you think this term is going to end up on Sunday as far as like winning score or just the type of, you know, type of tournament we might be seeing? Yeah, after playing it today, I don't think I think nine under is not gonna. I mean, be nearly enough. I think it's gonna be in the high teens, um, for sure. I mean, maybe somebody will sneak in the twenties, but I think it's gonna be. You know, you're gonna have to get the at least fifteen under, in my opinion. Um, I think nine under still gonna be a good score. I think it's gonna be. You know, maybe a top thirty finish, but I don't think it's gonna be anywhere near near the top of the leaderboard. But I could be wrong. Um, <laughs> You just never know, especially as the week goes on, how the, how the conditions will play out. But, yeah. Okay. Sweet. Uh, so, we actually have a question from, uh, on Twitter, you have a shot tracker. And he is a really cool guy. I've been talking to him a lot. Uh, oh, yeah. But his question is, how do you, um, have you how did you meet your caddy? Uh, he's, I think his name's Matt. It is, Matt Page. Yeah, he wants to. He's just curious, like how you guys met. You know how you know you got. Have you guys played golf together? Like what? How? What, that sort of thing. Yeah, he kind of just fell into my lap. Um, my caddy that caddied for me most of the season on the Corn Ferry was Daniel Castles, and uh, he roomed with Matt Page pretty much all for the past couple of years while he was caddying on tour out there on the Corn Ferry. And uh, Daniel ended up taking a assistant coaching job at Georgia Southern. Oh, nice. And uh, that's kind of been his dream. So I told him, you know, do that. That's great for you and your family. That's what you've always wanted to do. So he said, well, great. Um, he'll do that. And he linked me up with the guy he's been rooming with for the past couple of years, which is Matt. And I mean, I, I've gotten dinner with him a few times before we actually linked up and he was my caddy. So, I mean, I told him I like the guy. He seemed like, you know, he's been out there a while and he, he caddied for uh, Stephen, uh, even Jaeger. I don't know. Not not Jaeger. He was on the corn fair. He ended up losing oh, his card. Okay. So um, oh, okay. It it worked out that you know he, he was able to get the bag for me, and it worked out for me as well. Uh, so it was a promotion for for him and me. <laughs> to yeah. Go straight to the big stage. Uh, but no, Matt's been great. Um, he's a, he's a guy who doesn't you know he doesn't say a whole lot. He kind of knows what to say you know around me because I'm a guy out there who doesn't. I don't like socialize a whole lot. I'm not like a chatterbox, like laughing it up while I'm out there. I'm pretty, pretty cold stone out there. Honestly. I mean, I, I try to have a good time. I mean, as much as I can just being out here, it's, it's a blast. But, uh, but when I'm in competition mode, um, yeah, Matt's been great. And, uh, yeah, it's been a whole lot of fun. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like, I guess speaking more a little bit of your, your caddy player dynamic, um, you know, I mean, I guess like, you know, let's say you go through a little bit of a rough patch on the course there. What are some things that maybe Matt does to kind of lift your spirits, maybe redirect your focus a little bit? Yeah, he'll kind of, he'll kind of take some jabs at me or just some short little jokes just to kind of make me chuckle here and there and, uh, just get me back on track and be like, bro, we're out here on the PGA tour. Like, you know, just put things in perspective for me. Um, but yeah, I mean, Matt's been great and, uh, I feel like I'm, we have a, you know, each tournament, I feel like we're starting to vibe more and more because it's still a pretty new relationship. Um, and it's not like the kind of thing, you know, we're, like we're best buds or anything. It's more of a business relationship almost when we're on the course. But uh, he's a great guy. You know, we still get dinner every now and then out on the road. And uh, 
yeah, it's, it's, it's great. What's oh, your, awesome. uh, what's your go-to dinner spot with him on the road? <laughs> go-to dinner spot. It's nothing great. Um, <laughs> you know, I love crushing Jersey mics after a round, a cold sub is great. Cause I never want anything hot for some reason after a, a long day. Um, okay. You know, Jersey Mike's, Chipotle, just just the quick stuff. I usually just want to get in, get out, get to the hotel, lay in bed. Um, you know, eventually we'll sometimes we'll splurge and go somewhere local, Mexican restaurant or something. <laughs> but uh, that's about it. <laughs> so your bio says you are a Hall of Fame Mario Kart sixty four player. <laughs> yeah, that's. We should probably remove that. Um, <laughs> 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 um, but it is true. I feel like I, you know, if anybody wants to wants to take me on some sixty four Mario Kart, I, I don't feel like I can lose. I feel like you know I've been playing what's that your, game since I was a kid. What's your favorite track? Are you like a Rainbow Road guy? No, I'm not a big Rainbow Road guy. Let's see. I like uh, man, what's the? I don't even know the names of the track. The Koopa, the Sand one, where you can get yeah, shortcut. Yeah. You know, yep. I love that. I, track. I I always screwed that shortcut up too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Okay. Through the years, I've learned all these little shortcuts you can take, like glitches in the game, jumping walls and stuff. So, uh, no, I feel like I'm pretty top tier tier at the game. I would love to somebody challenge me and, and see if they can see if they can hang. What about that your uh, What about your fa- your driver on Mario Kart? I, I was always a Yoshi guy. Who do you always pick? See, I, I actually went with Peach. I'm a, okay. I'm a Peach uh. name just because just because nobody likes picking Peach for some reason, and <laughs> I love I love beating beating them with a girl, so it makes it even that much better. There you <laughs> go. Yeah, I mean, I, there... I, I'm definitely in the demographic of N64. Did you ever play Goldeneye and uh, all that stuff? I too? play Goldeneye, not a whole yeah. lot, I, I, but I, I definitely play a little bit of Goldeneye. Okay. Um, Mainly Mario Kart and Mario 64 were my, just the Mario games were my go-to. <laughs> All right, there Is there go. anything else you like to do outside of golf? Uh, yeah, I've, I'm a big bass fisherman now. I, uh, I'd always fish growing up a little bit, but once COVID hit, um, man, I just was a deep dive into fishing. I was all over YouTube and I have like eight or nine rods now. Um, so anytime I go home after a week off or something i'm just i'm going straight to the lake or straight to a pond and i'm i'm trying to catch me a catch me a toad so that that's is what crazy. i love to do <laughs> so you you are living every man's dream playing <laughs> golf for a living and then bass fishing that that's insane there you go what's uh, uh what's your favorite uh what's your favorite bait or do you use live bait do you use uh like spinners crankbaits what's your go-to lure yeah i'm a, I'm an artificial guy you know I, yeah. I respect the sport i'm trying to finesse these fish um <laughs> best i can my, my go-to lure is either a, a wacky rig cinco or a fluke those are my two my two confidence baits for sure okay. um but man that's all i think about when i'm on the road i'm I'm sitting here usually in bed watching youtube videos on how to how to catch fish <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome that is awesome steve you got anything else we'll uh we'll, we'll wrap this up no, nothing else. Thank you for joining us. Uh, sorry, I uh, repeated a couple of questions that uh, you guys already <laughs> asked, but uh, yeah, it, it, it was a pleasure having you on. We really appreciate you coming on. You are definitely welcome to come on again. So awesome! Thank well, thanks much. for having me, Cameron. Carson, Steve, appreciate it, Carson. I'm Good a huge to- fan. Uh, it, my, you know, if I if you are in contention on Sunday, I will be there. So. Uh, Sounds good. Best yep. of luck. Best of luck. And uh, again, thank you so much for coming on, dude. Yeah, thank you. And don't be afraid to tweet at me again, Cameron. If you if you got a feeling, just go for it. Yeah, and anytime <laughs> you anytime you need someone to come root you on, just I'm a text away. Yeah, awesome. All right, appreciate it, guys. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much, Thanks, Carson. See y'all. See ya.
Okay. All right, that's a long enough. That's a long enough pause for Cam to be able to edit. But yeah, yeah, I do. I'm so bummed that I, I wasn't able to do it. I'm sorry you had to jump in and do it, man. I know. Uh, I know you. You were busy. That's but, fine. Uh, yeah. se- seamless transition. <laughs> All right, good. There you go. All right. So, what do you want to do first? You want to do the phone? Alvarez. Yeah, of course we do. We always put the good stuff at the beginning. Yeah, there you go. Which makes no sense to me. You should hold this stuff to the end. Well, it's it, it's uh, listenership drops off. I think after the first like twenty minutes of every podcast, so you always put the good stuff first. I guess. There you go. All right. Uh, do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? I go first. That's fine. Um, so I got Spieth at fourteen, just because I feel like I have to play him. Uh, I didn't want to bet Scotty at five. I don't know about. Vic, after that long weekend of actually being in a major contention, like his personality seems like he should be able to roll, roll with it. Um, but I just think that, like, a big weekend like that when you're in contention in the major, what the next week could be. I know there's examples of it. Like, I think I said, like, I know Mito came back and played well here last year after his, you know, breakdown on 18. But uh, listen, I, I, I like speed to 14. I've been waiting for him to fucking win. He has been. Literally horseshoes and hand grenades, fucking all over a win, and it's Texas. Great course history. Fourteen seems fair in these dark times uh, with the criminal books hanging numbers the way they are. So yeah, I took I took Speeth at fourteen. Okay, uh, you know what? Look at you turn over a new leaf, ignoring what other people are taking, going with Speeth. Yep. Fuck it. There you go. <laughs> Fuck it. All right. Who else you bet? <laughs> So I got Davis at 60. Um, Cam Davis at 60? Yeah. Wow, that's actually a good number for him. I saw yeah, like I, I saw a 35 on him earlier. Well, we were talking, we were talking last, was it last night? Uh yeah, probably. Must have been last. It must have been last night. All these days. These, these are late podcasts for us. Like usually I'm like like half handed fucking trying to watch them on HBO Max by this point, not trying to put any fucking thoughts together. Um yeah. So I think we were talking about it and I think we saw oh no, it was me and Cam doing the um idol show yesterday. And it was like forty to one. I was like, fuck that. You go find him at sixty and seventy, because I still had him at sixty at the local. Um he didn't change and so like because I was like, oh, let me just go double down just for fun. Uh, cause I have a giant hole I gotta get out of. Uh, and, <laughs> and so, uh, but Davis actually steamed down to like 30, mm-hmm. 30, which makes me feel horrible about this bet. And, uh, me and BK talked about it. Like he's going to miss the cop by like four at this point, but he's perfect for this course. Good course history, really good form. 60 to one is more than a fair number. Uh, he had, he does have a PGA win. Uh, I loved it. So took it. That's true. That kind of fits the criteria of these garbage tournaments. You know, usually yeah. the guys who have ended up winning uh, have at least some sort of PG Tour victory, you know, under yeah. the belt. So, all right. I like Cam Davis. I did not bet him outright. He's uh, somewhere else on my card, but uh, I don't like the fact that you just said that he's going to miss the cut by four because I had that funny feeling too. Yeah. Yeah. No, like, when, yeah. When, when somebody like Cam Davis gets steamed 30 to 40 points at sports books, no, like we like we know how this story ends. We've all seen this movie. We have. I mean, he I I believe in the kid's talent. I, I he's a young guy, athletic, hits it really far. He seems healthy again. Yeah, he does seem healthy. Yeah. So, all right, who else you bet? I bet Ryan Palmer at one hundred and ten to one. What are you doing, bet Ryan Palmer? It's just stop it. Listen, man, I just want to throw some bombs and have some. Fun. All right, fine, all right, fine, fine. Ha- have have your fun. He's a Texas guy. Top ten to the Nelson, mm-hmm. uh, you know, top forty at Wells Fargo. He's been fine off the tee and fine off approach. It's it's the putting and uh, some of the longer irons. So, 
He's not necessarily good around the green, but it's 110 to one. Like, I don't okay. care. Like, and he's a proven winner. Uh, was. Yeah, Wiley, and he won when they played at Disney. Disney uh, was a good track. It was a, it's a comp course. Didn't you know? Did you know Disney was a comp course? I did not know that the Disney course was a comp course. You're slacking, Steve. Oh, uh, apparently, apparently. You know? you know, I mean, like, the, you know, the comparisons of Space Mountain and uh, the horrible horseshoe. Yeah, you know, I mean, just it's seamless. It's seamless. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so All right. I only get I only get two more. They're both but well, one is Carson Young. Obviously, we interviewed him tonight. Uh so got about him. Plus, he's a fucking top 20 machine uh with a beautiful mustache. So why not? Okay. Um and then uh Eric Cole, man, since <laughs> since that playoff, I have not been able to quit him. I thought he was just a Florida golfer. Uh, but then, yeah, listen, he did okay uh, at Valero, played well at Mexico, uh, almost top 20 at the Nelson. And then this last week, which I didn't think he had a shot in Howling competing at, like in top 15. Like, I like Eric Cole's story. Like, he's a better story to me than Michael Block. Uh, like, he's a 30. Ooh, hot, hot take. Hot take. Yeah, hot take. Whatever. I'm, I'm on the right side of history with the Block take. Like, everybody was just overreacting. And it was so ridiculous. Like, just enjoy the moment, you fucking pricks. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I like Cole a lot, and he doesn't fit all the criteria. But at whatever one ten to one, like listen, maybe we can get another feel good story. This okay? Like, who knows? All right. Um. All right. So I did not, and I I guess I should preface this as this: I kind of lost my way at I think Valero mm-hmm. and the Byron Nelson of just starting to take like, and even the Mexico Open where you talked me off of another win winner there. Uh, that week. Maybe you should stop listening to me. How's that? Maybe. Maybe like I'm just going to put you on mute. This is, this, is just, this is just karma because last year you talked me off of multiple winners. Now it's just karma coming back. That, that is very true. I need to remember that I host a golf gaming podcast. I also need to remember that long shots don't win. Correct. And I'm just going to bet top of the board. I'm going to bet three guys with some win equity, okay. playing well. Uh, I'm also going to try and pick guys that I don't think people are really on this week. And we're going to try to maybe get a little bit of flop lag on a couple on all three of these guys. Actually, do you have speed at least? No, I do not bet speed. I have speed on my betting card, but I I did not bet speed. Did you bet Morikawa? I did bet Morikawa. I bet Morikawa 18 one. That's a good number. It's a good number. I thought it was a very good number for Morikawa. A guy who finished second here. uh, Colonial. He does really well with all these types of shorter positional tracks too. Like, Great comp course uh, record. The ones I you know uh, looked at this week. Obviously, the iron play has been outstanding. Gain strokes putting last week at Oak Hill. I'm not sure if it's you know because of major championship greens he gained strokes because on regular greens he's terrible. Uh, I don't love the fact that uh, Carson Young in an, our interview here just said he thinks high teens under par is going to win it. Yeah. So. I prefer a Morikawa 15 under 16 under winning score, but I really like the weather report for Morikawa this week. It looks like it's going to be warm. looks like not a lot of wind. They've received a lot of uh, uh, rain uh, before the tournament. Carson Young said that the golf course is playing pretty soft. That sounds like a great recipe for Morikawa. And a lot of tee shots require left or right tee shot, and that's Morikawa's bread and butter. Um, I'm going to bet Morikawa 18-1. All right, can I give you, can I can I tell you something that's gonna make you feel really good about your Morikawa bet? Uh no, I don't want you to say it. No, I'm gonna say it anyway. So I 
I was literally just on BK's podcast and I said I was done betting Morikawa forever because I think he is a fake good golfer. Okay. I think I think it was COVID and the easiest conditions at a British Open fucking ever. And I think he sucks. I think okay. Morikawa sucks. So I just want to put that in ether for you so you could hear it. Well, thank you. And this might be the easiest uh, colonial ever, too. So there you go. You're going to say it's a fake colonial win if he ends up uh, doing it. And Bush, one, I'm not drunk, regretfully. I'm trying to get there. Uh, And listen, I love the block story. So whatever. Okay. All right. Uh, How about another guy who was horrific? Well, actually, Morikawa wasn't bad. He finished like T24. Uh, A guy who was actually really horrific last week. But he's been playing really good golf for the last couple of months and so, and I've wasted a ton of money on this guy. So why not waste some more money on him? Sung JM 24 to one. I know. I know you're scoffing. I get it. Um, I you mean, literally told me three weeks, like a month ago to electroshock you when you bet him. And now you've bet him twice since you told me to shock you. I can't help it. You have a legit fucking problem. Well, look, I mean, he got off the schneid. He finally won a tournament in Korea. Maybe it doesn't fucking count. Well, maybe that explains the fact that he missed the cut by 3 billion miles at Oak Hill because he was jet lagged. Now he's well rested. He's going to a golf course where he has a top 10 finish there. He's a little up and down. But again, like all the top 20s for Sunday. Yeah, I know. It's uh, it's up and down. Well, one of them was a T10. So that I, you know, same. Okay. Well, yeah, it, it it was a T10. Um, listen, the iron play has been, has been really good, really good off the tee, drives it really well, colonial, historically good at all the comp courses too, good bankrass putter. I thought 24 to one, a number on Sungjae with a field that, you know, other there's, you know, maybe two or three other guys I think are better than him actually in this field. So I'll take that number. And then how about 33 to one Ricky Fowler? Maybe, you know, you got Justin Rose winning earlier this year. You got Jason Day winning the Byron Nelson. Again, he missed the cut on the number, but T to green was actually pretty good. He actually hit his irons really good uh, on Friday. Just could not hit a putt. Overall, though, the iron plays look really good. Around the green looks really good. Really good bankrass putter. The putter has been coming alive. If this thing's going to be 15 or 20 under winning score, I feel like he making a lot of putts. You know, he hasn't been very good at Colonial, but that was mostly because of his little uh, slump he had. Does have a T5 here. He has another, I think, T12 back in the day, too. And around those times when he carded those, he was playing pretty good. So the fact he's been playing pretty good overall this year, you know, especially with those iron numbers, um, I'll take Ricky at 33 to 1. Fine. Fine. I don't hate it. Okay. Sanjay's, you need to give it up. All right. Well, who else would you, who would you rather me bet then? Not Sanjay. Who's around the number? Same number. Okay. Uh, Sam Burns. No. Justin Rose. No, he's the nice now. Max Homa. No. Tommy Fleetwood. No. Okay. Yeah, fine. Okay. Whatever. I guess fine. Whatever. Fine. fine. They're all fine. losers. Who cares? They're all losers. <laughs> Who gives a shit? All right. There you go. So, um, all right. Why don't we take another eye break? You don't have any bombs? None? No. You didn't bet Young? You gotta bet Young, just for the podcast. Young is on my card. I'm just, I'm not betting him outright. I'm staying true to my right. principles. All right, fine. Principles. Yeah, I know. Yeah. All right. Why don't we take another ad break, and then uh, we'll start talking about matchups. Nah, it sounds good. Listen, Shady Rays is teaming up with SGPN for Shady May. Not only do you get an amazing 50% off, but you also have a chance to win 500 bucks. Shady Rays has you covered from the suns to the slopes uh, with premium polarized shades. 
customizable snow goggles, and much more. Shady Rays get durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures like golf. Uh, so if you lose or break a pair, even on day one, they'll send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. If you don't like them, you can return them for free uh, within 30 days. So there's no risk to shop when you shop for Shady Rays. And listen, uh, they got our international listeners covered as well. They ship to Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and the UK. So go to ShadyRays.com. Use promo code SGPN for 50% off two or more pair of polarized sunglasses. And remember, May is almost over. So make sure you take that receipt to sportsgamepodcast.com slash Shady for your chance to win $500 in the Shady May contest. Okay. All right, matchups. Why don't I go first with matchups yeah. that you should probably fade? Uh, one, one, and one <laughs> last week. Though, Wait, what so. did they do last? What did they do? Oh, one, what did they do last? Week? One, one, and one. <laughs> That's fine. So, lose it, lo- lose losing the juice. Yeah, it's just out. So. All right. Um, so I spoke highly of Sam Burns on our DFS show uh, last night. He seems like he's pretty under owned. These are the types of golf courses he tends to just eat up. Uh, you know, wins at Valspar, wins here last year, Austin Country Club. Uh, country club with Jackson, like, you know, for a guy who's a bomber, he tends to kind of dominate a lot of these shorter tracks and he's going against Max Homa, who doesn't have a great course history here. And just seems like just something's kind of up with him. Uh, the iron play is really tailed off. The ball striking numbers just don't look very good. So and he just doesn't have a very good course history. Some of these other comp courses I looked at. So, uh, you can get Sam Burns plus plus one ten over Max Homa. Uh, and I like that. Oh, I hate it. Okay. Yeah, and listen, like there's uh, some negative stink on uh, Sam Burns this week, and the fact that I am just a huge mush with the uh, oh, there's a guy I picked him, um, but uh, which one? Uh, the guy on uh, PME. Okay. Yes, but the fact, listen, it's the unstoppable force of that guy versus the immovable <clears throat> objects in my crappy matchup. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Uh, see what happens. Okay, what's your first matchup? Uh, uh, so I took Cam Davis over Siwoo. Okay. I like Cam Davis a lot. See what his course sister here is not good at all. Um, which is surprising. I think he would have played good here. Makes no sense. I don't get it. Um, but yeah, that was pretty much it. Because it was basically even it was <laughs> that was it. Like I like Cam Davis. I don't think he was I think he's middling at best. Like uh that's the best finish he's gonna have here. So that was only minus one oh five. So I like that. Okay. All right. Uh I will go take one of your guys you bet outright. Uh Eric Cole. Let's go. Uh, for all the reasons you said, uh, minus one time over Tom Hoagie, who. Oh, you got Hoagie? I did. That's, that's so good. So, so here's the thing like, Hoagie, I think, is a better pa- player than Eric Cole. Probably should be favored. The problem is, Tom Hoagie just stinks sucks. here. He stinks. sucks. Even, even though he went to TCU 10 minutes away, that maybe that's just a distraction. Maybe he's trying to think about the underground, uh, you know, illicit casino games that he's going to be finding <laughs> in town uh, after he misses the cut. <laughs> so uh, I'll take Eric Cole minus one ten over Tom Hoagie. Uh, allegedly, allegedly, by the way, I love it. I love it. So I took Cole over Benny Ann. Okay. Um, I would have. I'm, I'm actually glad I didn't have that Hoagie one because I probably would have fucking just. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, but yeah, Benny Ann. Listen, I like Benny Ann, but I like Cole this week. Yeah. And uh, I think he's gonna fit this course well. And uh, I think he's. I think he's gonna have a really good week. And Benny Ann. Listen, I like him, but yeah, I, I don't think his his traits suit this place. So okay. All right, and then my last one, I'll take uh, Ryan Palmer, uh, okay. Meisner, which is actually a bad sign if I'm taking him in a matchup and you got him heavy on your cards. So yeah, uh, thanks, buddy. look out. But I, he's minus one ten over Billy Horschel. Billy Ho, the course yeah. of Billy Horschel. I got the same, got the same fucking bet. Here, God here's the it. thing: when everybody bet Billy Horschel, whenever we fade Billy Horschel, he does something dumb, 
and wins or top fives or top tens. And whenever we bet on him, he missed the cut. So uh, here we go. Uh, bet, Hor- bet Horschel outright. Bet Horschel. Bet him top five, top ten. Hammer this matchup. Right. Otherwise, though, this guy seems like he's forgotten to play golf. How to play golf? Uh, you got T nine at the match play. T eleven is Zurich. Other than that, though, it's just been absolute dreck. So I'll take Ryan yep. Palmer at essentially a coin flip over Billy Horschel. Yep, I had the same matchup. So uh, that is fucking doomed. Cross off of an doomed. L. Fucking doomed. It is doomed. I, I also took. I also took. I took one more. I took. I took uh, uh, Todd over Harmon uh, because because of uh, <laughs> Todd's obviously course history here, what he does, and then Harmon is just a prick. Uh, and uh, I don't, uh, I don't like it at all. I, I kind of like Harmon this week. I think you're playing yeah, fire over there. I think I am too. Um, okay. Yeah, I think I am too. But he's in terrible form. I know he has a good course history, other than the miscut last year. Uh, but he's been in really bad form. So I'm going to take the guy who is in semi bad form, but has a great course history here uh, in the Todd Father uh, over uh, over the over the midget prick, fucking Brian Harmon. Okay. All right. Uh, I believe uh, always fresh and never soggy is uh, cereal. He is cereal. He is. Uh, you know what's up, Tarek? That's his real name. Uh, yep. Shout out, Coach Armstrong, our uh, phys ed teacher uh, in fifth grade when we went to elementary school. Do I have to show a doll on where he touched you guys? No, no, you don't. You didn't go to very, Catholic school. Very, didn't go to Catholic school. No, that no. He was public. <laughs> he was this when I was in public school. Okay, fair yeah, enough. There you go. All right, let's uh, go to the positionals. So, uh, okay. You, do you have any top tens, or you just go straight top twenties? Top okay. twenties only. All right, I only have one top ten. This is where Jordan Spieth's on my card. Top ten, okay. Jordan Spieth plus one sixty. Oh, the guy good. just he just top tens at this place a lot. Really good at these courses. I agree with you. Um, it seems like he's due for when he's actually my one and done pick this week. Uh, even though I have nice. Morikawa available, I think I can take Morikawa next week or even LACC. Uh, I think yeah. he's a good fit there. But I won't. Uh, I won't use. I won't use Morikawa one and done this year because he's a loser. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, Jordan's feet top 10 plus 160. Um, I don't think I really need to explain any more than that. Nope. All right. Where are your top 20s? Super easy. Uh, I'm not even going to have to explain anybody because we've already talked about everybody. Uh, Davis, two to one. Uh, and then Todd, plus 280. Carson Young, 10 to one. Of course, top 20 machine, friend of the program. Uh, Cole, three to one. And then I took I took Moore at six to one. What do you think about that? He's been in pretty good form. Taylor Moore? Yeah, Taylor Moore. Yeah, I took him as top 30. I don't like usually taking these top 30s, but what I noticed was like I think he, you had to play juice for him. I had to pay juice for a Ryan Palmer top 40. I thought that was actually pretty gross. Mm. Yeah, it was, I, I saw minus 105. I saw a couple plus 100s. I'm like, I'm not. That seems like a terrible idea. Right. So <laughs> I am going with a couple other guys at top 30s, which I'll get to in a little bit. Um, yeah, I, I think Taylor Morris is kind of solid. We talked about it last night where I think yep. he's like say Tagal, where he has some really good iron weeks and, but it's really kind of surrounded by some really, really, really bad ones. It makes his stats look worse. Yeah. I think that's why he's not really ever popular in DFS is with the fact that he's a pretty good player. And yep. apparently he's like a QAnon guy. So, oh, him, wonderful. Him, him and, him and Piercy can hang out and, and talk about the deep state. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> there you go. As, as long as he makes his money, doesn't matter what he believes. That's right. Exactly. There you go. All right. Um, all right. What you got? All right. So this is where Cam Davis is on my card. Uh, Cam Davis top 20 plus 210. Again, I'm <laughs> worried about all the steam on him. But like you said, 
has success here, success at a lot of these other shorter positional golf courses. Like I think he's really good at Harbor Town too. The iron play has been really good, really good from between 100 and 200 yards. Uh, good bankgrass putter too. It seems a little too perfect, too perfect. but you know, too getting perfect. more than getting more than two to one on Cam Davis. Yeah, listen, yeah, if he ends up winning, say La Vie, but I'll get top two to one in that top twenty. I'll be perfectly fine. Yep. So, um, I also bet Justin Rose top twenty plus one fifty. Guy just played solid. I I, I am. I thought about that one. I, I thought about. I'm that. a little nervous that he just kind of flops after a good finish at the major here, but I mean, he's just playing solid golf. Former winner here, finished I think T three a couple of years ago too. The iron play has been awesome again, really good from between 100 and 200 yards. The putter seems like it's working too. So I'll, I thought plus 150 for Justin Rose in a pretty weak field on the golf course he's got a success at. I'll take that. And then how about Chris Kirk top 20 plus 190? Um, you know, former former winner here, great on all these comp courses, really good from between 100 and 200 yards as well. That kind of was just what I was looking for. So almost getting two to one on Chris Kirk, who's just been playing good golf this year. So I'll take that. Fine. Fine. I know. You're never really inspired by Chris Kirk. I'm not because he's just, he hasn't, I mean, he top 10 in Valero. And since then, after his, I mean, I think that he hasn't done shit since then. I mean, like he did okay at the Masters. Like, I don't know. I'm just, you're right. I'm just not a Chris Kirk guy. I I think the fact he finished top 30 at Oak Hill last week is a good sign. I mean, it's a completely different cause. I know, which means I think he's playing good. Okay, right, yeah, that's I. I would I wouldn't equate Oak Hill to be a, I, I wouldn't equate the new Oak Hill to be a Chris Kirk course. I would equate twenty thirteen. Okay, yeah. Listen, I'm done trying to talk you off, guys. Okay. Like, it's just bad luck. Yeah, it it is. I, listen, keep <laughs> shitting on it. All right, you know, keep feeding I'm all done. that negative energy to me. I'm trying to help you more cow bed. <laughs> there you go. Uh, <laughs> like I mentioned, the Taylor Moore top thirty plus one forty. I got him, and then how about Hayden Buckley top thirty plus one eighty? I know he's popular in DFS, but you know what? I mean, he, the guy has been playing really good golf lately. It seems like he's kind of shaken off uh, that collapse at the Sony Open. But, you know, T10 at Valero, T5 at Heritage, T43 at Wells Fargo, T26 last week at the PGA. Hitting the iron's really good. The off the tee has been great. That's why he's popular in all the models. But um, he's been pretty good at some of these positional shorter tracks in his career, too, like a Wiley. So, and, you know, like I just mentioned, Harbor Town, he can definitely do it here. Plus 180 for a top 30 in a weak field. I'll take that. And finally, this is where Carson Young is on my uh, betting card. Top 40 plus 320. I actually thought that was pretty disrespectful. Take the top 20, you coward. I'm taking the top. Th- I'm taking the top 40, man. Coward. I'm not a coward. It's plus coward. three. It's plus 325 or plus 320. It's a good price for that. I got right. 10 to 1 for a top 20. All right. Well, congratulations. You look at you, you big man. There you go. <laughs> All right. What else you got? You got anything else? No, that's it. I'll have fresh round tomorrow. I haven't fucking looked at the a- a- Any live bets? Oh, uh, Bryson. Okay. Fucking 25 to 1. I think everybody's on Bryson. Where'd you get the 25 to 1? Was that just on your local? Local. Bro, that's the only wow. place I have. That's the only place I have space now. Wow. <laughs> there you go. 25 uh, to 1. Like, uh, I was like, yeah, absolutely. Why not? There you go. Uh, so, so, so you're not you're not on Twitter, but I, I literally sent you that screenshot that like uh, you can't see the video, but uh, Brooks is like just yacked out of his mind at the fucking at the Panthers game, <laughs> like clapping. Oh, at the Florida Panthers game. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and he already said he doesn't give a fuck about the DC event. So I'm like, okay, like yeah, give me 
give me give me muscles. Give me there muscles you go. 25 look at look at him living his best life. I'm happy for the guy, dude. I fuck seriously, dude. I'm fine. I, like it was funny. Like I love the fact that he's a hockey guy too. If I had known he was a hockey guy, I might have been on the Brooks train like back in the day. I was already in the Brooks versus Bryson. I was on Brooks's side, but the frat boy shit just wore me out. There you go. Uh, we got Serial in the chat here saying that DraftKings has boosted. Uh, Michael Block makes the cut at oh, plus two hundred. These uh, are they are criminals because you know people are putting money on this shit. All right, so so here so here's the thing. I am on Bet Online right now, and his odds to make the cut is plus two fifty. What They're what criminals. a generous boost by DraftKings right there. Criminals. These books. Listen, it was better when guys like Vito and fucking Vinny ran all this shit. Like, God did. Chicago fucked this whole thing up. They could have just, they could have just, they got too greedy with the skim. They could have kept running out of the casinos. Unbelievable. That's unbelievable. A, that's a, that's an interesting proposition. So, like, if I just slammed U.S. at the President's Cup at like minus three twenty five, why shouldn't I do that with Michael Block right here? Other than the fact that I just, I would rather stay out of it because I don't want to be a jerk. Correct. Right. You know what? Maybe that would be really bad golf karma if I did that. Yeah, karma. I'll let it be. But if you're a jerk, uh, I would just make that your only bet of the week. And he's not making the cut here. No. He was on every single morning show of all the networks. Yeah, he's not making the cut. He's probably, yeah, he's probably doing social media content for the PGA Tour, just making everybody else mad on golf Twitter, just seeing that more shoved down in his face. Hey, that's not his fault. It's the everybody else that's putting that down in your face. It's not. Like, yeah, like once again, my stand on Sunday, I'm still with it. Like, people are just so fucking negative. Just enjoy it. And like, Mm -hmm. I get he looks, I I get he looked like he was faking it, but. Man, what are you supposed to do? He's just trying to figure out how to act with all those people around in cameras in his fucking face. Like, yeah, I, I said this on Andy's show last night. Okay, take pretend you're him and you're just in a major championship and kind of in the mix in the top twenty, and you're on the party hole at Oak Hill and you're into the sun. By the way, can't really see too good on the green. Oh, I didn't and- think about the sun. Yeah, it, it, there was a big shiny glare off it, of course, and then the ball just flies in the hole. Of course, you're probably going to be like, "No, that didn't go in, right?" It, isn't that kind of maybe an out of body experience at that point? Uh, so I'll 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 buy the out of body experience thing, but when Rory's like dapping you up and the crowd is going nuts, like after a tee shot, you're not getting a dap and a hug from Rory after just hitting the pin. Unless they've been yeah, doing but, that earlier, and I haven't. Yeah, but isn't that just like disbelief? Like, no but my point is, I don't even care. I don't even. I don't even right. care. Okay. Like, I, I, I just, my point. I, I, I think it's very plausible. You probably would be the same. Like, no fucking way that happened. I'm just in disbelief. Can you imagine how big of an asshole I would be if I was in some sort of major contention and I was playing with fucking Rory and I fucking did a hole in one? Oh yeah, I would Harry Higgs it. I would you definitely, you definitely would. You would do the Boo Weekly riding like a horse, too. Oh, all yeah, the way, happy, all happy, the way happy, down. Gil, happy Gilmore, not Boo Weekly. Happy Gilmore. Happy there you Gilmore. go. Riding a horse. Riding all horse. right. Uh, I got nothing else. You got anything else? Uh, no. What, think, what, what, a, what a short show. <laughs> it's still 35 minutes. It is. We got to inter- inter- Because we know we got an interview to splice in, too. Oh, that is true. So we're going to go to probably it'll be an hour show. So exactly. there you go. Uh, no, I, I am. I Listen, thank you for everybody consuming all the content over the last yep. 10 days. Uh, I am spent. I am burnt out. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I am looking forward to maybe a couple days of not content, but I'll be, I'll be here right back at it with a memorial next week. Uh, we got to figure out our schedule because it's a holiday weekend. Um, the worm. So- I would definitely do the worm cereal. <laughs> <laughs> that might hurt to go. That's a pretty steep hill going down there, though. I don't know if you can do it with the worm going down it. Might be more of a barrel roll at that point. That's, yeah, that's probably correct. There yeah. you go. <laughs> all right. All right. Get us out of here. All right. Yeah. Fucking uh, go find Steve uh, in our Discord channel. Uh, he's active there. My brain's toast. I'm on Twitter sometimes uh, at Boston underscore Capper. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, seriously, appreciate everybody uh, following everything uh, through the PGA, the live show. Uh, thanks to the guys who came out, had a blast. And uh, yeah, other than that, what the fuck is next week? It's Memorial. Oh, Christ have mercy. Okay. I know. All right. Right back on the horse. No rest for the weary, baby. All right. Let's go. All right. Let's hit a fucking winner this week. How's that? Let's just hit a fucking winner. All right. Let's go. Goodbye.